At the end of civilization, humanity struggles to survive. Will they also succeed in keeping their humanity alive? Fleeing across a landscape of death, survivors will gather. Some will know each other and some will be strangers, but together they must find some sense of family or they will assuredly find ruin alone. A world of perpetual grays where staying alive eclipses all notions of morality. Or does it? Can people keep looking into the abyss and learn to ignore its baleful gaze back? Can hope for normalcy be retained or is death just the order of the day? Will humanity rebuild or simply become the monsters they fight until monsters are all that's left? At the end of civilization, will humanity be able to live for a brighter future, or will they only learn to fear the walking dead? Two, two, three, three. Four, four, nice. Snacks for everybody. Yeah, I know. Who's eating potato chips on my podcast? <laughs> oh, sorry, that's me. It's open to the coffee bag. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I okay. forgot to hit mute. I'm going to be just a moment here. I'm dealing with a nine-year-old and a deep fryer, so I don't want to make any mistakes here. Well, you I'm have just... to. You have to make sure they're completely in the deep fryer before you start it, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it not... spatters everywhere. Go well, ahead. I'm out of batter. I'm out of batter too. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right, hi. Uh, you probably weren't expecting to hear us again, but we are Fear the Walking Dead cast, and although Fear the Walking Dead has wrapped for the season, as we've been promising for the last few episodes, uh, we're going to start covering the regular Walking Dead. And uh, Yeah, baby. I haven't gotten any kind of cease and desist <laughs> order from DeManzo or, or Walking Dead Wednesdays. We, we will give Walking Dead Wednesdays a plug, though. It's another great uh, podcast on this network um, that's been going for a long time. And at first I wasn't going to have us delve into the regular Walking Dead because that's kind of their thing. They cover the comics and the TV show. I consulted with, you know, our Demanza Court people, specifically Chris Honeywell, because he's the closest. And um, he's like, nah, it's cool, because by the time, you know, it'll be like three years. The way they do the format, it'll be like three years by the time they even get to, you know, season seven. Do you think we'd show, have an so. opportunity for a little cross-pollination with them? I, I would love that. I mean, I would definitely suggest that. I was hoping at least one of them might vote in my poll tonight, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll share more about that later. <laughs> anytime that I can hear my wife and Chris Honeywell on the same podcast, I consider that a big, big win. Yeah. It's fun having the two of them together. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I asked him to be on tonight, but he's he's doing, I think he does his, uh, recording with Hope tonight for Jake Jake Eyes and Jedi, another awesome podcast. Yes, going to plug everyone tonight. And we are uh, joined. I am joined. We are joined. We are all together. We'll have to cue the hippie music again um, tonight. I am Scott McGregor, joined by regular co-hosts Brian and Beth Hughes. And Hello. Hola. Rapidly becoming, you know. Nearly almost full-time co-hosts themselves, Mike Zumo and Sarah Tonin, are also with us. Hello. We asked uh, the professor to come back, and he he's like, "No, I'm just gonna uh, I'm gonna keep my stuff Fear the Walking Dead. You know, uh, get a hold of me when the new season starts." And and we said we absolutely will. So he will be back with us when the new season of that starts. But uh, yay! You're here with us in spirit, Alan. And, and well, in the meantime, maybe he can go and find the Abigail for us. Yes, please yes. do. You know, 
That would be awesome. Yeah, because I was listening to some of the old ones um, as I was posting them all. In our new Facebook group also, more housekeeping news for you. We have a Facebook group now called Fear the Walking Dead Cast. So you go up to that little Facebook search bar and and type in Fear the Walking Dead Cast and blammo, there we are. Yay! Woo! And so I invite anyone to join that. You can invite people. I've made Beth and Brian main administrators, but anyone can pretty much do anything in that. Um, Post all the Walking Dead news you have, favorite comic panels, critique the show, talk about what you'd like to hear us talk about, blah, 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 anything you want to do over there. Vote in our polls. Vote in our polls. I don't Um, know. Scott might might be too scarred from from this poll to put I, I take, you know, it, it's my procrastination. I should have posted it way earlier than just today, so I'm not going to blame anyone uh, but myself for that. Anywho, tonight is kind of an unorthodox show because we don't really have an episode to talk about. We're going to talk about upcoming episodes and some past episodes, and I thought we'd just kind of get together and celebrate The Walking Dead, you know, and just kind of talk about our history with it, what drew us to the property what we're expecting or predicting for the upcoming seasons of both shows, and just have a good little talk, I guess. Coffee talk. I think you ought to take this moment to yeah. insert John Cleese's recap yeah. of the last several seasons. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, I know. I, I actually I, I was trying to track down the, the up-to-now thing that AMC TV did on this, um... But, yeah, he did it in four minutes. And I said I almost wrapped up the whole podcast because I'm like, how can you follow John Cleese? What the hell are we going to do now? <laughs> we're going to lo- lower the bar. We're going to lower the bar, as, as we always strive to do on this network, yes. But there is news. There is news. Walking Dead has been renewed for the eighth eight. season already. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, which is... That was- that was announced yesterday. I mean, it was a no-brainer. Yeah, it's almost along yeah, the lines of, of water still wet. But um, yeah, good to know because um, they get a lot to cover in this upcoming season. From what I've yeah, seen, they that do. they're gonna you bring in Lucille. What are you gonna get? A new season? You yeah. damn straight. We got uh, yeah the Negan stuff happening. We already know Ezekiel and the Kingdom is is happening, including Shiva the Tiger. Holy crap! Um, and for those of you who don't know the comics, you have no freaking clue who that is. So, haha, surprise coming. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and this is something I don't understand because I don't believe my wife has actually read the comics. So I don't know how she knows. I know, she has, like, no, I, amazing... No, I not... Okay, I have that comic book. That okay. comic. Which comic book yeah. is that? The comic book that introduces... Uh, Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Okay. okay. Nice. Okay. Oh yeah. That, you want to hold on to that in that, good shape. That's the that's, first issue of that, him coming out. Oh, you'll, you'll want to hold on to that and keep it in nice shape. That that's probably worth. Oh, some it's money by definitely. Now. All my comic books are in nice shape. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, that's because oh, I am keeping them. <laughs> no, you're not. They're bagged. They're boarded. They're oh, in the domestic. I'm going to make popcorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no. That's why I, I like have recording with couples. <laughs> Why don't we start off here, just, um, we'll go around and, I I don't know, give your history with the property, you know, when you started watching, if you were right on the bandwagon with everyone else, or Johnny Come Lately, kind of like I was, and, um, yeah, that's about it. Tell me just kind of your history with the property, and, uh, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. 
you know, the little five-minute blurb thing about your experience with The Walking Dead, I guess, if that makes any goddamn sense. So maybe I'll start. So I'm getting, you know, the audio equivalent of, of deer stuck in headlights right now from my co-hosts. I hear crickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, he hasn't pulled. He hasn't pulled long enough to, for there to be crickets. I know. I know. This is your world. We're just. Is it rude to in pop it. a Xanax into his mouth while he's talking? You might have to. I, I'm actually drinking the first coffee I've had today. So. I, I think it'd be better to get him some Adderall. Okay? So I have been the Walking Dead up till about an hour ago, and now I'm like Speedy Gonzalez. So okay. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Keep the Adderall away. <laughs> well, personally, um, I did not start by reading the comics. I did not even start watching the show, I think, until it was maybe in its, like, third or fourth season, I want to say. I think maybe third. And, you know, I was reading... It was good... the third. Was it? Okay, she would know, because I think she's probably the one that turned me on to it, in general, or the one that I started watching it with. Um, and I don't know why I didn't... When I heard there was going to be a zombie show on TV, particularly one that's directed by Frank Darabont, who's made some really great Stephen King uh, adaptations over the years, uh, I don't know why I didn't start watching it. Maybe because I, I have not had actual TV in quite a few years, so I, I watch what I can on the internets, and maybe I just didn't feel like searching it down. But I think I actually rented the DVDs for the first season and caught the second one on maybe Netflix. I think it was already on Netflix, and and just caught up and binge watched and loved it. And now I'm just stuck, despite how mad the show gets me occasionally. I'm a completist, and my bar for being a completist for shows is that I watched all seven seasons of True Blood. So I, I really don't have an excuse to not watch <laughs> anything else to its conclusion even though that was just gloriously cheesy and, and wonderful. And I'll, I'll fight anyone that, that insults True Blood. Well, you know, I, we watched True Blood from beginning to end, mm -hmm. but the, the, the season, and while I love Michelle Forbes as an actress, yeah. I thought her season was the weakest. Yeah, and, I, I, and I could easily have walked away from the show after that, you know, after that season, but we stayed with it. But they were starting to get, you know, uh, at that point I just had to see, it's like, okay, how much more batshit crazy are they going to they gonna take this? And they just kept taking it further. So once you got me in, in that mode, you know, I, I, I got to see how it ends, even though the, the last episode of that show was kind of horrible. <laughs> if you followed the book, she had an affair with a were-tiger. Cool. There were were-tiger, well, I remember were-panthers in the show, but... No, she took off with a were-tiger. He was a bouncer in a nightclub. All right, now, you're, you're talking about Anna Paquin's character. Um, Sookie. Correct. Sookie. Yeah. I mean, Sookie. come on. She was a trisexual. She would try anything. Mm -hmm. Yes. Cross species, you know, supernatural yeah. creatures. The girl was a fairy, after all. Spoilers. Why are we talking about true blood? Um <laughs> There's you our first tangent you of the evening. You started yeah, but see, I was—I had an actual endpoint to that, and that I was just like, watch True Blood, period, full stop. Go back to Walking Dead. You guys started the tangent. I'm not taking blame for that one. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll, I'll take the blame for that one. I watched the entire series and read all the books, so I got y'all beat. Nice. Well, there's a podcast in the future for us. Somebody—I haven't really seen one about True Blood. I, I don't think I could I could get through the comics because my favorite character 
on True Blood. It wasn't a comic book. It was an actual book book. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I couldn't read the book itself because my favorite character was killed off pretty early. Really? Okay. And who was that? And I'm, I cannot for the life of me remember his name, the cook, the gay cook. Lafayette. Oh. Lafayette yeah, died yeah. in the book, but he lived all the way through. Oh, the yeah, you can't, program, you can't yeah. lose him in the TV the show. He was the best. Yeah. It's so electric. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Take the burger with a side of AIDS. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, still on True Blood, I noticed. Um, okay. Well, I got to okay, say. Okay, somebody changed the channel back to the AMC. Hell? <laughs> Okay, so this so is what happens from, when we don't have an I actual was, theme for this show. You go ahead, Beth. I'm done. Go for it. So <laughs> when I was a young girl, my uncle, uh, his, he was so into zombies. It was so scary because he would get a kick out of it. He loved all the zombie movies that would come on. And he got my son, my oldest son, into watching zombie movies Mm -hmm. and those are my fondest memories with my uncle sitting with him and watching them and just watching him giggle his ass off because he thought they were so funny that they were so campy right yeah so i when i learned that walking dead was coming on amc I was not gonna miss an episode so i've been watching it from the very beginning and I fell in love with the show. And I had given my honest opinion to my husband, who wasn't watching it at that time, that I believed that Rick had the blood that would heal people because he died at the time whenever uh, he was actually shot. The, the virus lived in him and it just happened to be that I thought he was the cure and then he dies uh, not he dies he his son gets shot and then he gives his blood to his son so the whole time I'm thinking okay so Carl is now also the cure so I fell in love with the idea of this show early on and would always think of my uncle And from time to time when I would watch it by myself when my husband was asleep and I'd go to the living room, sometimes I'd get this eerie feeling like I thought my uncle was with me. Mm -hmm. Just weird things would happen like he was letting me know he was there. Nice. But in all actuality, I love having that thought in my mind. It keeps him alive and well in my heart. Because I love this show so much. It's near and dear to my heart. And you would think, why a zombie movie? Why? Well, because of my uncle. And so anyway, that's my why I'm in love with it. Always have been. I have some of the comic books and I have read some of it. Um, But I stopped early on because I didn't want to. Once I knew everything that was going to happen in the first season, I didn't want to keep going at that rate. So I stopped reading them. Um, I am still collecting, however, so that's why I have the um, appearance of Ezekiel. Anytime a new character comes out, I always try to get the first appearance, and I have that. And I also have, you remember Penny, the little girl on The Walking Dead? No. Look at the flowers, girl. No, that was Lizzie, wasn't it? 
Yeah, that was Lizzie. That was Lizzie, yeah. I've also watched the show for four months. I shouldn't remember that. Is it Lizzie? (laughs) Okay, the little girl in the barn who died. Oh, uh, Sophie. Oh, Sophia. 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 Sophie. Sophie. Thank you. So is Sophie. Carol. Okay. Now, Sophie had taken off her shirt and it got cut up into little bitty pieces and put in a card. Well, I happened to get one of those little pieces that were put in a card of her blue shirt. I bought it for three bucks and it's now at a hundred dollars. Oh nice. Very cool. So spectacular. Yeah. I have one of the most rarest things at some people who have the little um she had a rainbow on her shirt. Those are going up to hundred and fifty, almost two hundred dollars, depending what part of the rainbow you have. Damn, girl, we're gonna have to get you on Garage Show Gloat or something. You're, you're an eBay vet now. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, I totally love, love, love collecting <laughs> little things like that, and I just happen to get lucky with the card. Yeah, that's but neat. But it's those things like that that make the show even more near and dear to my heart so well, anyway that, go, go ahead I, i'm done i'll be quiet now <laughs> <laughs> well you made a good point that's a great story Beth. thank you for that and that's that's you know, I, I don't know what i expected but i definitely didn't expect your love of the show to be tied to a relative that's that's very cool oh, oh and yeah. i i have to say i mean i'm obviously i kind of left this out but i'm old school zombie films too you know romero and and the like and i even like the fast zombie 28 days later and stuff like that Oh yeah, I love that show too. That movie, yeah, it's so, so, so good. again, I just I'm bewildered why I didn't jump right on this show right from the get go. Although I, I get a little gun shy about shows that I think I'm going to be interested in, and I kind of sometimes I like letting them go a few seasons to make sure they're going to survive. Because recently, uh, that's I've, true. Firefly. Re- well, yeah, luckily I didn't get caught up in that heartbreak when it first happened, but um, this stuff, like, there was this show that came on called Believe a while back that, like, I think literally got canceled after 10 episodes or something like that, that I was really kind of enjoying. It was kind of almost like a fire starter type thing, a little telekinetic girl, um, and I started watching it and, and just gone, you know. Really yeah. badly resolved, and, and Penny Dreadful kind of broke my heart too. I should have waited on that one. <laughs> <laughs> right, but, I watched uh, that. Loved the first two seasons, but man, they screwed the pooch in the back half of the third one. Which is why I'm glad they ended it when they. I mean, they should have ended it sooner, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, the finale was for shit. But, there was a hint in the title: a Penny Dreadful was a tiny novel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, short story. Oh, yeah. yeah, but they they probably ended better than the show did. <laughs> yeah, no, that's for sure. <laughs> did they kill Ava Green? Uh, yeah, I believe she died in the last one. Spoilers. Yeah, so. yeah, Job spoilers. done. Job yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should I never kill Ava Green. She is now running Miss Peregrine's home for forever. the uh, for the peculiar children. So. Yeah. Isn't that just Tim Burton's version of the X Men? Yeah, yes. all all white X Men apparently. I, <laughs> but you know they had honestly said all, all that they're taking a break from the show for a few years, and they probably will bring it back. Yeah, they nice. did say that sh- sh- she's supposed to be dead, right. but no, they leave it kind of hanging as if she might not be. Well, it's a show full of Frankenstein monsters and Dorian Gray. She was sleeping with Dracula (laughs) in the last couple of scenes. She's not dead dead. Exactly. (laughs) Who's to say she? so she's no longer human. Now she's just a demon or whatever she was meant to be, so... 
<laughs> now this is a Penny Dreadful podcast. Right. Here we go again. <laughs> Why don't we, we'll move on to Brian. Uh, give us a little your uh, your history with the, the genre and uh, the show in general. Well, I, uh, I was not, you know, I've never been one to sit there and run out for horror. Um, you know, and I guess that goes all the way back to my experience with The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. There are movies over the years that I've watched that are just greatness. I mean, Jaws is a horror film to me. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, that is that is just, you know, as good as it gets as far as movie making goes. Um, I can agree with that. But I have always, uh, and I, I will blame my late great roommate, Chris Payton, for uh, introducing me to the 80s uh, Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. And such, you know, the movies that came back then, you know, seeing, you know, zombie dogs and naked zombie crazy women in the in the cemetery and just the 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 balls out nuts, you know, things that they did there learning, you know, making the zombies talk and tell them the eating brains relieves their pain. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, these things, you know, I thought they were cool, but they were funny. You know, and so I didn't have that that love for the, the the zombie movie like others did, but I enjoyed the ones that that I was shown. I never saw the the heavy Romero stuff. I didn't ever see the original Night of the Living Dead until you know many years later. Mm-hmm. And uh, now Dawn of the Dead, um, I didn't see the original, but I saw the Zack Snyder remake when it went in the theaters because I was taken there by again the late great Chris Payton. And uh, just thoroughly enjoyed that movie and realized that any zombie movie has to be an end-of-the-world story. It it, it just cemented that idea for me. And so whenever you see something like even Shaun of the Dead, which I really enjoyed, but it wasn't an end-of-the-world story. So therefore, I don't know if you can call it a zombie movie. It's something else. Well, that was the greatest hits movie. It was great in its own right. Yeah, Shot of the Dead was just like a greatest hits album. Yeah, I loved it. (laughs) We're going to throw every zombie trope in the blender and and spit it out to you with British humor, and it was glorious. It was brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, but I, I, I guess, you know, I like that uh, a lot because I, I really got, I got an affinity for the works of Edgar Wright. Um, but when The Walking Dead came on, even with Frank Darabont uh, being a part of that, and, you know, he, you know, made one of my all-time favorite movies that my wife introduced me to because I wouldn't go out of my way to see it. And that was uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, the only movie that I ever enjoyed with Tim Robbins in it um, <laughs> wow. was was uh, uh, Bull Durham. Yeah, and and I think there was another one that that he was in with John Cryer. What, no Howard the there. Duck. <laughs> okay, we will not speak of Howard the Duck. Lord, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I know so much about that movie, and I was so prepared for that movie to take over the world. Time's going to tell on that one, my friend. <laughs> Just like Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. Time will tell. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Uh, Doug George McCord Lucas on will one of my be, podcasts. <laughs> George, George Lucas will be redeemed. No, but, um, you know, so I didn't I didn't watch The Walking Dead when it became a TV show. I just, it didn't, you know, I, I felt I had my own preconceived notions there. I had prejudice there. In, in thinking, you know, this isn't going to last. It's not going to be, you know, I, I wasn't hearing 
the scuttlebutt about the 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 comics. I hadn't even heard of the comics. Yeah, I hadn't either, really. <laughs> and uh, I hadn't, of course, I hadn't gotten involved uh, even listening to the Two True Freaks at that point uh, when it when it came out. Um, and of course, they'd only been on, I guess, two years. I think I got familiar with Two True Freaks around 2013. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but it was the third season of The Walking Dead when my wife says, "Look, you really need to to watch this." And what would happen is he would try to go to sleep, and I had wireless headphones, so I would watch it in bed while he was asleep, and my headphones started not to work. So he started to, every week, be able to listen to my show. (laughs) So I'm sorry, babe. Go ahead. But this isn't the first time that happened. No. The, the first time that happened was with another show that I'm embarrassed to admit because of her watching it every night I got into, and that's Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, right there, my geek cred has just been trashed, okay? No, I think I've told that story before, though. I got into it, you know? But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I started, you know, I'd, I'd hear stuff and I'd go, wait, 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 what? I, I think one hospital drama is allowed. St. Elsewhere for life, all right? That's all I'm saying. But... <laughs> Which I, I never watched St. Elsewhere. I never watched ER. I've never, the only thing that I watched that had doctors consistently that I really enjoyed was MASH. Yeah, there you go. But yeah. uh, the, all that being said, uh, you know, I got started, you know, the third season was going on. And I'm like, am I going to have to watch 48 shows to catch up? And then I realized <laughs> no, yeah. the seasons weren't that long. And I got caught up relatively quick. And, of course, just got sucked into it. Yeah. Um, to me, there hasn't really been a stinker of a season. Not like on other series, like, uh, you know, like we just talked about. Uh, uh, True Blood or even Smallville had a, had a couple stinkers of seasons where, you know, I, I can't say that The Walking Dead has. Yeah. And for a show that was, you know, pushing the envelope on TV by showing, you know, decapitations and dismemberment and, and things that you did not see on primetime television in just a few years ago, and here they were pushing all these boundaries, and I thought... Well, okay, so they've done this. They can't go any further. Yeah. And they kept doing it. I think that's maybe why I avoided jumping right on it because I'm like, what the hell are they going to – a zombie show on TV? What the hell can they get away with? You know, it's going to be well, PG, zombies. I don't want to see that, you know. I, I, I knew that then, it, was taking, it was taking part of the same writer renaissance that was going on with shows like uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. And, and because – in watching what they were doing with with Rick and everybody in those opening seasons of Shane, and then seeing what they're doing in Fear the Walking Dead, we're 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 in this you know kind of a, a storm where every writer is trying to prove to us, and this goes back to Galactica, yeah. is that nobody is all good or all bad, and everybody safe, every yeah, yeah everybody has got that line that they'll cross. Yeah, just like real people, I think. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think maybe it was Breaking Bad that I was watching um, that oh, might have right. spurred me to, right. to check out The Walking Dead because the violence and gore they got away with on that was pretty fucking AMC alarming. was getting something right. <laughs> yeah. You know. They really well, were. I love that show. I, it's always kind of boggled my mind why... 
you know, cable channels that aren't actually like HBO and stuff still kind of tried to adhere to FCC stuff. And it's just like, why? You don't have to, technically. Um, you know, they still do with like the F-bombs and stuff. Uh, but even that show has has used them, um, at least in the like at-home versions. They use the F-bomb in a lot of these shows that you don't hear on the air. But um, if you check them out on DVD later, you know. I caught that. There. I caught that on a Friends episode on the DVDs where yeah. Joey actually ended an episode by saying, does a bear shit in the woods? Really? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Only the, on DVD. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know where, you know, it would be fun to hunt down where the first acknowledged, you know, usage of the S word on, like, Cable network TV. Um, Actually, the first acknowledged use of it was on primetime television ABC. It was ER, and it was oh, really? George, Clo- George Clooney said BS. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. No shit. And, uh, yeah, and like first network nudity was like D- D- Dennis Franz's ass on NYPD Blue or something, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But there was. Um, <laughs> I don't even know, know how I know that. I never watched the show. <laughs> Was it the shield that was giving I was herself? watching. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were. <laughs> was it the shield, though, that was that started giving us gratuitous side boob? I don't know. I never got around to the shield, either. I knew I should. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. I really watched that on DVD. It's so on a to-do list. Damn it. So much TV, so little time. Anyway, Walking Dead... Um, yeah, so I mean, what I've always loved about the older zombie movies and and this one is that they're always an allegory for something political or social. Um, you know, it's never really about the zombies. Like Dawn of the Dead was, you know, at least the original was completely set in a mall. Um, right. You know, right so it was up. just a, a blatant, you know, an indictment of consumerism <laughs> and yeah. And so, you know, this and this show from day one has never really been about the walkers. It's been about how the, the drama around right. the walkers yeah, and, and how do you retain your humanity. Didn't you know it was going to be good when the opening scene, you know, is of them, the first, well, the first season is they're in the damn mall. They play, they play yeah. an homage. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I just yeah. loved that they did that. There were so many... Little, uh, what do you call them? Apples or what do you call them? Easter eggs. Easter eggs. Easter eggs that you would just get if you were familiar with the shows, the movies. It's really a horribly, you know, un PC term. We we nerds really have to kind of reinvent that because not everyone that's a nerd probably celebrates Easter. But (laughs) I think we should call them apples. Apples. I think Beth just started something there. We should call them apples. Easter egg is by far the best term to use because they're they're hidden everywhere. All right, you just won't let me have it, Willie. But you just—I <laughs> tried, honey. I tried. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you don't always find them, and then months and months or years later, you come across it. You sit in a chair that nobody sits in and crack, and all of a sudden that horrible. I'm smell pretty comes sure you, you you'd find it. Yeah. Finding an Easter egg in April <laughs> is, is wonderful. Finding find one it. in August is horrible. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now the well, it takes you years to smell that thing, man. You, you need to get the old nose checked or something. That's right. <laughs> So what's Mike's history with The Walking Dead? Moving on. Go for it. Thank you, Sarah, for reeling us in. 
<laughs> I'm hurting cats. <laughs> which, is, which is impossible. <clears throat> well, my history with the show goes uh, back to day one, four months ago. <laughs> nice. well, then you should go last. We'll, we'll give Sarah the floor right now, and, and since you're the most recent, uh, you know, inductee to this club, uh, we'll let you go last, Mike. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay, going with the last conversation, saying elsewhere, ER Chicago Hope. <laughs> well, thanks for starting out on a tangent. <laughs> Just ending it. Um. Uh, I had teenage boys in the house, and I kept finding these Walking Dead comics kicking around. And uh, I've always avoided comics, but I kept saying, what the hell is this? And well, then they started commandeering my living room on Sunday night. <laughs> and uh, eventually I started to watch it. And they're like, Mom, you got it. And I went, no, because I'm the one that has always avoided these things. I got as far as they're coming for you, Barbara. <laughs> nope. All the nope. I'm not watching that. I, I avoided all of them. I did lose an hour and a half of my life to something called the zombie strippers. <laughs> that's, that's my history. Um, <clears throat> out on the shelf is three bound uh, Walking Dead compendiums, which is every comic ever written. I did thumb through it as far as Negan. And that's where I stopped, because I don't want to know what's happening in the show from this point on. I want to be completely surprised. See, I so watched the doing it, too. So did I. Yeah. I, I wish I had, because I went back and read all of them, and I'm still reading the updated ones now. And I'm <laughs> kind of oh, kicking wow. myself, because, yeah, because now I, I, and it looks like they're going to, which is not a bad thing. I mean, you get to see all your favorite scenes, you know, which is cool, but I, I yeah, would yeah, rather. So it's not completely the same as how it's written, right? But and it's I it's just close hate enough. That for myself. Yeah, me too. I, I wish I, I was completely ignorant about where it was going because it's. I think it's going to be really exciting for a lot of fans that don't know it's coming or you know don't know it's potentially coming. So, yeah, it it, it makes me nitpick a little more than I should. Or, um, but we'll go. Uh, were you done, sir? Or? No, I wasn't. Yeah, so. No, <laughs> we just. I'm sorry, Sarah. <laughs> no, my bad too. Beth, honey, you're fine. Scott, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Where was I? Okay. Anyway, I yeah, I, I watched the first three seasons with my kids, and uh, that I met this this nerd, you know, that I kind of met somewhere. I don't know along the way, and I said, you really need to start watching this. So it's it's kind of become a, every year, the first episode of the new season, I'm on the couch between Scott and Chris, and that's how we kick off The Walking Dead. And that's been the thing for, what, the past five years now. Not anymore, because he doesn't come over if you're not here, and you haven't been able to get here for most of the last season, so. Well, I'll be here for the first season. Just, so, just me the and the cat. Episode. Just me and the cat this year. Yeah. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Yep, Walking Dead on the couch between Scott and Chris, and uh, that's that was that was the history of the show. And I tried to get there every Sunday, but then work didn't allow it. Yeah, but uh, that was that was fun. That's 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 the history of the show. And I dragged I dragged Scott into this thing, kicking and screaming. Oh yeah, and I, I, was, I really not... had to twist my arm to watch zombies. <laughs> I'm sure. And and I am <laughs> not a zombie person. Like I said, it took me up until two years ago to finally watch Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> and and I had really? to force myself to sit there and hide the remote and not get up and leave because, like I said, I, I made it as far as the graveyard. They're coming for you, and that was it. I'm done. 
I don't that, know. I hate that, these movies. Now, it, after you watch, that's like G rated like compared it? to the TV show. Though. I know, but no, then and then the last thirty seconds in the movie, I hated myself for watching it because because yeah. of how it ends. And there's there's a reason I don't watch these things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. Interesting. I think she regrets uh, getting me into it in, in some ways because you know. Soon after we started viewing it together, I'm yelling at the screen and getting all upset over these fictional characters. <laughs> she's my just like, get a grip, I man. <laughs> you know, I, I cry my ass off because, and I cry not even, not just for an hour. I'll cry oh, off and on sometimes to the next day. But I have, a uh, like, um, uh, the father who owned the farm. Um, Herschel. Yeah. Herschel. Oh my gosh, I had a really hard time with his death because of the way he died, and he looks so much like my dad, and he has that um, very, uh, uh, what do you call it, honey, uh, that my dad has? Stillness. Stillness. See, his dad, Herschel, has that stillness sometimes, where... When he's asking for your help or doesn't want you to be a part of his family, you know, he has a very a stillness about him that lets you know he's not fucking around. Yeah. He's dead serious, you know. Well, my dad has that. So this character reminded me a lot of my dad on top of the fact that they kind of look alike a little. No, a lot to me. And so talk, that affected we're, we're talking- me. De Niro in Godfather 2 type stillness is what mm-hmm. we're talking about here. All right, let's, and yeah, table, let's table character talk for just a minute here. We want to get to Mike because we haven't invited him. And, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And we made the poor bastard, you know, Wait, He just binge watched how many? He just binge watched six, six seasons, seasons in like two months. So. Four, four months. Wow. Four months. Okay. It's June. I just so, checked my Netflix history. So actually, I, I'm going to completely shut up and go get coffee and take care of some other things. And uh, you chat, Mike, and I'll be back in about two minutes. <laughs> so go for it. The show had always, uh, you know, kind of been on my radar. You know, like Brian, I like Sarah. I've never really been into zombie and horror movies and stuff and stuff like that. I, I usually avoided them because, you know, I kind of grew up in the 80s with some of the later Elm Street movies and the Friday movies, which you can know um, they were just terrible. So I, that kind of got me off off the genre a little bit. You know, uh huh. The show was you know, a lot of my friends were watching it, and you know I'd kind of hear about it and get curious. And you know, then Netflix, you know, those kind of sitting there on my Netflix queue with kind of all the millions of other things that uh, that I was watching. But you know, in season six, when everybody started kind of at the end of season six, when everybody kind of started screaming about the ending and swearing off the show. I think you know what this is my. It's time. Let's uh, kind of time to there. jump on now. It's time to it's time to jump on and uh, take a summer and kind of power through it. So that is that's pretty much what I did. And like I like I said, I'm not really a the biggest zombie movie fan in the world. And what I like about this show is that you know the zombies are the, or, no, the walkers, not the zombies, <laughs> are part of they're part of the of the setting. Mm-hmm. I, I like. I'm drawn more to the human to the human drama than so much the zombie stuff. Right. You know, and that's kind of you know what I like watching uh, some of these people rise and fall, lose or gain humanity, kind of based on 
on their situations. And I think like just some of the character arcs we've seen have been and some of the changes in some of the characters have been have been pretty striking. Particularly Carl. Um yes, yes. <laughs> who is eight you know, seven I, years in two years showtime. <laughs> when I watched that John Cleese thing yesterday. Yeah. And I saw I clips of season of one Carl, I was like, Holy shit. She's a baby, I know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's always a, a, a tricky dance to do when you you hire child actors, right. but yeah, give them props for sticking with the guy. I mean, because they could have just as easily, you know, kept you like, oh well, here's the new Carl, you know, and just kept right, yeah, casting ten right. year olds every year. So. And you know, it's funny, you know, as I was watching the show in four months, I really didn't notice the changes in Carl <laughs> until well, that's until. Good. That, until I saw, writing, until I, I saw, season one, and he was like ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know, pretty I'm, striking. <laughs> there, there's a the total, total unrelated, but you know, with, this seems to be a podcast for that. There's a movie out there called Boyhood, and I don't know if it's on mm. Hulu or Netflix or HBO. Yeah. They filmed it over twelve years. Yeah, I need to, to show that. the progression of this child growing up mm-hmm. from ten year old to high school. Um, I, I think he graduated. I didn't watch it because my shift ended and I had to turn it off. But it was they they took the same cast over twelve years and they filmed each scene as the as everybody got older and it was pretty awesome. And it's like watching Carl grow up. Right. And, I will and say I'm this, glad though. that they didn't switch out actors on us. And I'm you not got sure. to see him go from the little shit that you wanted to just put over your knee and pound the snot out of. Yeah, or feed to, the walkers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the to the kid that he's turned into now, and and he's he's finally grown into dad's hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I would have made it through the first half of season six on a week to week basis. I it was hmm. not my favorite season. Um, I gotta say, man, and I was one of those people you're talking about that you know that four with, weeks, that three or four weeks between Glenn and the dumpster. Yeah, um, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. You know, for me, it was about 24 hours. Yeah, exactly. Well, like I said, I, I envied you the fact that you could just finish it and, and know. And, the and rest go of on. I know. Sarah saw me on, on the night of that episode, and I was, like, inconsolable. They ate Glenn. They you. ate Glenn. <laughs> I almost had to take You're Beth to the hospital. <laughs> Beth, Beth had a migraine because of the Glenn dumpster moment. And I, watching that, I... Kind of had a feeling what they were going to do there. I, I didn't. And, I, and, but she was inconsolable and she, you know, she worked herself into a migraine. And this went on for hours. <laughs> well, I, I actually went out to the back alley at work at the Overlook and, and we have a couple of dumpsters out there and one of them is up on wheels and the other one is flat <laughs> on the ground. Measuring and shit. Yeah. And I was trying to think, can I fit under that? <laughs> Is it possible? Could I fit under there? Hey, Indiana Jones fit under the truck. Okay, <laughs> they didn't even make anybody yeah. fit anywhere. Yeah, they dug a ditch so he could, though, <laughs> underneath it. <laughs> Special effects. Oh, man, you guys cut out real bad. I didn't hear y'all. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I hope we got it. I haven't gotten any losses from people. I think it just happened again. Huh. Okay, well, sorry, I'm, I'm not breaking up, but I've got a direct connection. She's wireless right, right. now. Change your batteries, Beth. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
It doesn't matter if y'all can hear us. You know, everyone can hear Nobody each other. As long as I get everyone on tape, that's the <laughs> tape. Tape. Okay. <laughs> old radio guy. Yes, I'm We're old enough to. Have, right now. Um, yeah, I'm school. old enough to have used reel-to-reel tapes. Audience. Yeah. So God's kicking that? it old school. Yeah, and <laughs> Turn the record radio over. Radio carts and yeah, broadcast beta and all that fun stuff, which Mr. Mike knows all too well, I'm sure too. <laughs> Actually, yeah, and that's not, and that was in the 21st century. We're still using that shit at my radio station. Did y'all catch the clip from Art Bell where his cart tray broke? <laughs> no, but that's. <laughs> well, he's got a his he's, he, his cart tray his cart tray breaks, and he's um, his station has gone to the news. So he runs into the other room to grab the super glue to fix the cart tray. <laughs> nice. And yeah, he apparently hadn't there. put the top on it. So he took the scissors and he cut the tip to make it flow, and it flowed all over the place during the news break. And in his panic, he glued his fingers together, and trying to wipe the super glue off, he ended up gluing his lips together just as the microphone counted down four, three, two. He ripped his lip off. Nice. <laughs> and he sat there and he spent the next few minutes after the commercial break and after the news saying it was the dumbest thing he'd ever done by a country mile. He glued his lips together just before going on the air. And he sat there doing the rest of the show with a hunk of his lip in the ashtray. Oh, my God. So there's your Art Bell moment. That is dedication. Yeah, that absolutely <laughs> trumps anything bad that happened to me in radio. And there were significant issues occasionally, <laughs> yeah. but nothing like that. He super glued his lips together during the news break. <laughs> uh, I, I bet, Scott, that I can uh, kind of wait, outline wait, wait. an issue that happened to you on the air. What's well, that? Hold on, oh, wait. What's that? Wait a minute. I have a question for Mike really quick. Um, After you got through watching The Walking Dead and getting caught up, what did you think? Were you glad that you spent that time watching it? Are you now a fan? Yeah, I'm a fan, yeah. If I wasn't a fan, I wouldn't have made it through season one. Yeah. Like anything else, I get caught up up in in the actors and the mostly in the characters, so... Well, you know, some people just watch it just to have some time to waste. Yeah. You know, since they have nothing else to do. And that was what my question is. Did, you know, was it because of that or? No, I think it was. uh, Life's too short for lousy TV. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's funny. I I can watch it to to waste time. If I wasn't enjoying it, I would have just stopped. I write shows so long, I'm still trying to find out if Bert and Ernie are still living together. (laughs) They are. (laughs) <laughs> they're in New York State. They're married now. Um, aren't, they, aren't they on HBO now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yes. guess so. Yeah, so anything sure goes. That's going to work out, but yeah. Yeah, but we no, can see. I, I've got to ask Scott if this has happened to him because I know it happened to me, and that is you're doing a show on your own uh, either late at night or you know weekend or whatever, and you get a case of uh, Montezuma's Revenge. And you have to sit there and be on the air every few minutes, but you have to run to the bathroom, too. Yeah, that's when Freebird goes on. And you play Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> you're playing Freebird, Stairway to Heaven. That was also my, my smoking break a... song. <laughs> yeah. It was also my smoking break or go scrog the wife in one of the offices song. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's it. That's you, try ha- you try having that a late night at the newspaper office when you're the only one in there on deadline. I honestly thought you were going to ask... You Ask can't me. get up to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. you don't. You have to hold it. Yeah, there've been times. I don't know if I would have survived it at my current age and and the state of my 
various organs, but I was able to back then. <laughs> but I actually thought you were going to ask me if I'd ever sworn on the air, Brian, and I only I said the S word once, but as much as I uh, let the F-bomb drop on these things, I, I never let the F-bomb drop on my radio show somehow. I don't know how the hell I did it, because, yeah, pretty much... The spread of the FCC in the golden checkbook. Yeah, I didn't care. No, but it wasn't going to be me paying. It would have been the station. I just would have been out of work. <laughs> What's that, Beth? Isn't that how it is at work, though? You you end up, you go to work for a full-time position. You're on the floor. You can't curse. Or yeah. when you're talking to people, and you don't normally let yourself curse. And it just comes naturally. It's not something that you actually have to work at. Yeah, oh, honey, just... 15 minutes of work, and I'm using the F word like a comma. <laughs> you're alone most of the time. You can do that. <laughs> when you're amongst people, yeah, you kind of get yourself in the zone. And, and the, one word that, the one word I You call it my mask. customer service mask. <laughs> you know, when I worked at, at a daily newspaper upstate, that was the difference between day shift and night shift. Right? <laughs> uh, shift, yeah, I hey, am night the night shift. Yeah, yeah. No, I think the one thing I said on air, and it was just because of Johnny Fever, I said booger. The booger? Yeah, why not? But that was on a college station, so <laughs> they, let, they let me get away with it. I got reamed out for saying the word hell on the air once. I'm like, are you kidding me, man? Go away. <clears throat> Were you on public radio? I was on FCC radio. I was on a rock station. I, I played the song Once in a Lifetime by the Talking Heads, and... I think I said something to the effect of, I love that band, I love that song, but I still don't know what the hell he's saying in there. And my boss, the one time apparently he was listening to me was when I said hell. (laughs) 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 But, (laughs) off topic again. Yeah, what is this um, show about? (laughs) The Walking Dead in general. This is mindless um, dribble. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Well, I don't know how we, Beth messaged me before this and asked me, you know, what we were going to do, and I'm like, I don't know, I'm winging it like I always do. Uh, But Beth gave us kind of a favorite character moment. Um, Her favorite character is probably Herschel. I'd go on a limb here and say, I guess. Or was Herschel. Yeah, yeah, I loved Herschel so much. I miss him so much. So standout but, characters, everyone give me a couple standout characters that's kind of who they're rooting for, who did root for, and, and then had to really deal with their passing. And Okay, I'm going to go first real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, but I'm also going to tell you who I think is going to die. Okay, we, we can do but, that. No, I, I, All right. Oh, okay, Rick, wow. Rick is, of course, the golden leader. I don't. I think the show will miss him deeply if he dies, and I think they're going to kill him off. Because the one way to get everyone to listen to you is you kill the leader and everyone else falls in line. It's kind of like you deal with the bully in school. Who do you go for? The bully. Kick his ass, and everyone else will leave you the fuck alone. So I think that's what Negan's going to try to do. And I think this is where we'll see Carl and his badassery come to life. And I think we're going to get to see so much from Carl in this next couple of seasons, watch him grow and become the leader his father only wished he could have been. And that's where my mind is at. And I hope that that stops Carol from leaving. Hmm. The bold prediction. Uh, I don't... 
I'm just going to shut up about that. And uh, did you want to say anything more about any characters? Or well, you know, I love Carol. Yeah. I, I and of course, I've always loved Daryl, and I've always loved Michonne. They're they're probably the most action figures I have are of Daryl and Michonne. Uh, but Carol, her coming back, and I'm so glad to see that she stayed for a little while. Now that she wants to leave again, I'm hoping that she'll stay for whoever passes. They're gonna need her. Well, she's, she's gone though. She's off on the road with Morgan. She's not in Alexandria. But I don't necessarily think she's gonna stay gone. I think she's gonna hear about what happened and know she's got to get back because they uh, need her. Now, aren't so. she and Morgan with those other people? Yeah, they, they ran into uh, the, the kingdom. Yeah, and they ended up becoming uh, friends after all, although, uh, you know, they seem to have hated each other in this p- previous season, season or two. So was it only the last season, am I remembering that right, where her and uh, Morgan really didn't hit it off very well? Kind of, well, they were at odds ideologically, you know, he was... They did this weird twist where, you know, he was the one that would never kill. And she was obviously, <laughs> kill him preemptively if you have to. Right, and, and he got to her. Sudden she made this little, you know, turn that she just decided she couldn't be violent anymore. And uh, although she kind of did, it's one of my little nitpicks of the, the last season. Um, I think they changed her character a little too quick in that respect, but. Uh, we'll continue, Brian. Won't you give us like um, standout characters? Oh, well, you know, I mean, you know. I, I, well, actually, I, say... I want to ask Beth one more thing. Oh, which one uh, this, this coming Sunday night? Which one is going to put you into the worst crying fit slash migraine slash Brian's going to have to tend to you for a week? If, um, if, <laughs> I think if they were to cure, kill Daryl, Daryl. If okay. they were to kill Daryl, I probably would really get sick. <laughs> but I am expecting Glenn to die. Um, I'm hoping that they don't kill Rick, but I think they will. I would actually be down with it. That would be a big enough twist from the comics that I would applaud that. Now, see, I'm of the camp. I This podcast is pretty much the only reason I'm going to still watch after the first episode, because... If they do go by the comics and kill that person, I'm, I'm going to be fairly pissed about it. So I'm expecting them to do someone else to throw us a, a little curveball. Yeah. But Brian, why don't you uh, talk about some of your favorite characters? You know, um, Glenn was the first one that I that I really liked. Uh, you know, I saw him as, you know, that capable guy that, you know, here he was a pizza delivery guy, and, and all of a sudden he becomes a rock star in the, in the, the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was that was really cool, and, and I liked you know how they handled his character. Um, the, one one other character that I liked, you know, he was only on the show very briefly, was uh, Noah Emmerich's character, uh, Edwin Jenner, at the CDC. Yeah, uh, I hated how he ended, but I, uh, I I I enjoyed him for pretty much every moment that he was on the screen during that episode. Yeah, he's a great character actor. He's been in so many things. I think, though, that my my recent favorite character, though, is Eugene. Yeah. Yep. And just watching his story and, and watching his character grow and, and move, and you see the things that he's capable of. 
And I, I like it when you see the underdog is, is more capable than, than you think that they are. He's capable and, uh, of biting a man in the balls when he has yeah. to. No, you know, right? got to applaud that shit. No shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was my that was happy moment. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's made Carol also a favorite character, though I did really hate uh, what they had done to her in the last season. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I I, I hope that, that that they can move along in a in a better direction with her. Uh, as far as how things are going to go this this weekend, I don't know if I can if I can even throw anything out there because uh, I I'm not I have not been looking I've been specifically not been watching reading looking at anything about The Walking Dead because I don't want to know. Yeah. If if I was to sit there and say who I really thought was going to be killed, one the the one that I I thought I I think that it's not going to be one person. I think it's going to be two. That's the prevailing rumor. That's um, that's that's going to be the shock. One of them's Maggie. Yes. Okay. One of them is Maggie. The other one I think is probably Abraham. Hmm. And and that and I'll, I'll I'm just going to sit with that and let you guys take 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 it on from there. But that wouldn't surprise me if. AMC has been intentionally feeding us a little misdirection and stuff, too, because that was my biggest criticism of ending it on a cliffhanger last season, is that how the hell are you going to keep this secret in this day and age? Especially with the whole comic book saying who gets killed. Well, yeah, but I mean, uh, and, yeah, well, don't even get me started on that. (laughs) That way I'm going to be pissed, especially. I wouldn't be pissed if they went that way without the whole Glenn Dumpster thing and the other 45 freaking thousand fake out deaths that they did to him this this season yeah um i think that you might want to say spoiler alert here there's, uh, <laughs> yeah there's spoilers for every you know every season of the Walk, walking dead and 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 the current season season six that just ended you know last year so yeah that's i know we should always do that disclaimer but People have listened to any of my podcasts by now. They know we. <laughs> yeah, there's, they're going to be spoilerful. I'm going to attempt to not spoil too much from the comics for those of you that haven't read ahead. So just tell me to shut up if I start doing that. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if if I was in charge of the show. I'd be feeding misdirection and making you know. I'd be shooting clips just to release that that makes people. Think, think that someone's think. alive that isn't, you know. And yeah. that's what I would expect. And, and it, just like, and this goes all the way back to Dallas, when yeah. they had the whole Who Shot JR, they showed multiple people shooting him, including yeah. Larry Hagman himself. <laughs> yes. yes. Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, I and and that. I have no doubt that they've got, you know, just different shots of everybody getting it in the head, including Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Did that show really end with him talking to the devil, or did I hallucinate that? I do not know. No. I did not see him talking to the devil. (laughs) It ended with Bobby waking up in the shower. It was all a hallucination. (laughs) Well, that that season, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Anyway, but I mean, that was pre-internet days. I mean, there's literally a whole site called Spoiling the Dead or something like that 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 has been watching the production and, you know, reporting on who's coming to work and who's not and, you know, I've been avoiding that like the plague, but exactly, I know of its existence and it's like, why do you people do this to yourselves? Mike, uh, standout characters for you since they are all fresh in your mind. I'm, I'm probably forgetting about a dozen of them that, you know, that should yeah. be my favorites, but go for it. You know, 
you know, Herschel always kind of stood out to me, especially early and how committed he was to what he believed and how hard he was, how hard it was to knock him off the square he was standing on mm-hmm. until he finally, <laughs> finally realized what was going on. Maybe it was just because of the actor, because I just loved hear- hearing him talk. Yeah. He, he just seemed to have this calmness in a, in a crazy world. I mean, mm-hmm. that was like the first death I think that I got upset about. <laughs> yeah, like oh no, and the way they did it. Oh. I know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I think he was one of one of my favorites early on. And I told, and I started later, and I told Scott this. I think one of, another one of my favorite characters is Daryl's crossbow. His <laughs> 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 jacket. Yep. Yeah. You know, but like I said, you know, last time on the on the fear, I'm tr- on the fear finale. I'm trying not to get too attached to certain characters because they, you know, because they can. It's a good call. It's they, like the new recruits in, in war, you know, that come in yeah, the replacements. Right. Like, I don't want to know your name, Green. And gosh, I you remember know. you saying that, Mike. I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the show's got us so conditioned to fear that, and especially right. if anyone starts talking about the future or love or, you know, we can build something even in this apocalypse together. It's like, no, you can't. You're dead within an episode. Okay. Can I just say, <laughs> I think, honestly, with... With every logic I can possibly think of, that's why they had Rick and Michonne do their thing. Because they won't get that chance to do it later. They're going to kill Rick. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. I was like, oh, when that happened. I kind of did for a while. but Let's get to Ms. Tonin here. Uh, Oh, yeah, I didn't get to do my my death guess. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Well, you were on the poll, too. You were one of the few. Yes. I want to go with it. I think I think it's gonna be Maggie. Yeah, you know, you know, because I, you know, because and the second will be Maggie and Maggie's bait, unborn baby. Mm. Yeah, now, how demoralizing would that be to the rest of the group to kill her and the unborn child? I think that that would be more uh, demoralizing than losing Rick. Plus the logistics of of having two babies on the show. Uh, they did kind of intimate that. That she might be like in the process of losing the baby, you know, before the whole Negan mess happened. Exactly. Yes, but they, they so don't I mean, that. I think they might go there and spare her, or you know, I don't know. Yeah, spare being able to, have or still the kill baby. her, but you know, then they're like, well, we didn't kill an unborn baby; it was already dead because they're going to take some shit for that. If right. <laughs> exactly, Speaking if it happens which, that way. Where is Judith? Was she with them? Judith is with uh, Gabriel. Speck with Gabriel. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yes, yes. Okay. Good old. Father Gabriel, the the baby, the born again badass baby, born, go, born again yeah. gun toting priest. Yeah, <laughs> right. Preacher with a shotgun, yeah. machine gun <laughs> preacher. Machine gun preacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Sarah, go for it. Hello, I miss Dale. <laughs> mm. I miss Dale a lot. Yeah, <clears throat> he was the voice of reason. Um, and he's, he he asked to be, if I'm not mistaken, I think he that character actually asked to be killed off because of the shit they pulled with Darabont and you know fired Darabont basically because he was an old Darabont actor. He's been in just about anything he's directed. So yeah, D- Dale was great. Yeah, I miss I miss Dale. Um, standout characters. I don't know Dale. Um, I I I love to hate Shane. <laughs> um, I never really did like Laurie. No, I didn't I, either. I I like the I love the progression that Carol has had from timid little mouse housewife um, yeah. to <laughs> one 
badass. Look up now, and she's kind of running in circles. God, yeah. she, she and, and reminds I, she, me of me, honestly. <laughs> Carol yeah. does. From the beginning of when I got married an ex-husband to who I am today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so reminds me of me. Yeah, I hide the knives around the house. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarah. Go ahead. I did it again. Damn it. <laughs> it's okay, honey. Um, yeah, I don't know. Where was I? Um, Carol. Carol. Cut all Carol, this. mousy housewife yeah, to a ninja mousy killer. housewife to to the badass bitch. And and I understand because she had that moment of clarity when they were in the meatpacking building, and you know, by the time it hits double digits. You're going to stop counting, and you're going to be just like me. Yeah. Well, she sat up one night, and she counted, and uh, she saw where she was headed. And, and, I can, and I can see where that was going. And she works best with, with Daryl. Or, yeah, um, she, he, he is her person where she can let all of the walls down. Um, I saw a screenshot of a puddle of goo with Maggie's <laughs> wedding ring in it, or Maybe. Maggie's engagement ring in it. I, I wish to ignore that. God, I um, wish you didn't tell me that. I said it was just a screenshot, and it was, and and there's there's other things floating around the interwebs that I have tried desperately to avoid. Misdirection. Think, yeah. yeah, it's it's all misdirection. It's it's who shot Jr. Absolutely. Somebody's I don't think they release power. it. If uh, yeah, if anything, I, I'd have to think that might be. Now, one rumor I read is that they hadn't even shot the death scene. No, even the actors don't know who it was. Right, when, when they wrapped the season. Yeah, they, um, they were all there, and, and even they didn't know who it was going to be, which is how they kept it quiet. And I've even yeah. read that they filmed several, you know, uh-huh. just to, for, to, to throw everyone the off. spoiler slides off, you know, that if someone actually saw the scene itself, they wouldn't necessarily know. So, who knows? That That's a smart play if you're going to do a cliffhanger like that in the internet yeah. age. Uh, my favorite characters. Um, I, I'm kind of against the grain of a lot of people as I really liked, I mean, I liked Shane and I, I, I actually really liked the farm. A lot of people call the farm season, you know, kind of a really slow one, but I thought there was some great character stuff there. I love the farm <laughs> season. Yeah, the farm stuff yeah. was great. Yeah. And, um, Damn, the did love to, yeah, that was, that was epic. Uh, you did love to hate Shane, but I, there was a great character and a great actor, and so glad to see that he's the Punisher. <laughs> the and, thing about uh, Shane is Shane was right a lot of the time. Oh yeah, and yeah, and and Carol almost kind of became Shane for a while, you know, just willing to do make the hard choices, you know. Right. And, and the Rictator did too, to an extent, but I think he's less consistent of a character sometimes than some of the others. Um, I do Does love the character. Does anyone ever remember Andrea? Yeah, I do. And and she took a very different, you know, play in the comics. It's not too spoilery to say that she's actually still alive in the comics. She was pretty much the character that everybody loved to hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of for whatever reason, because Shane were together. No, she is backcrap crazy guys. There, she flip flopped around on 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 where things were. It, it drove me nuts, and I was glad to see her gone. Sleeping with a governor. The oh my god! Why didn't yeah, she see, that, him in his sleep? Yeah, that I killed know. her for me. Because um, there were like three episodes left in the season. Yeah, that gave shipping. me so much agony. <laughs> I figured they were getting her and Michonne together for a while there, but and I can't you know help think they might have not have found some comfort with each other you know at times. 
Interesting theory. Lesbian therapy, uh, fantasy thing. It was a Thelma and Louise moment. Get over it, McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> Thelma and Louise hooked up, too. Don't fool yourself there. They did not. <laughs> it was off screen, but it happened. Um, I get frightened every time Michonne smiles. I, I do love... I do, Michonne's awesome. I mean, her, people like her and, and Daryl... Daryl is probably, unfortunately, still kind of the most one-dimensional character. Yeah, he's and, still, you know, the last season, he's still kind of going in circles. And that's why I think they he, out he might be him. the one. He's probably no, might. No, they, they haven't they, figured they, out what to do with him since they it, got to Alexandria. It's not that they haven't figured out what to do with him. Is that they know that if they reveal anything anymore in any direction, that <laughs> they're him. going to... They're People going to really lose... The, yeah. No, they will lose fans. Because you because saw he, how he... That could hey. be it. I mean, the thing is, his his easy relationship with Aaron and Aaron's partner yeah. uh, definitely show. You know, it could simply show that he has that that loner outsider, you know, feeling. But it could be that you know that is just where he's most comfortable. I if thought they, they should have expanded on that more. I thought there should have been more scenes with him and them, or him and. That was one of the more humanizing parts I've seen of Daryl is when he was having spaghetti dinner with, you know. Right. right. My son thinks that, that he's going to be the one to meet Lucille. That, no. That's, Hamish's vote is it's going to be Daryl. Yeah. yeah. I, and I, I said if they lose that, they're going to lose 80% of their I don't know if this watchers. show can stand to lose Norman Reedus. I don't think so either. I think that the probability of him... Uh, Turning out to be gay in the next season, <laughs> well, will be more likely than they them killing him. God, I hope that's so untrue. I really do. <laughs> that would just fucking kill me. Even if so, I'm sure it's just his character that's gay. Beth, don't worry about it. You know, I don't know. Oh, I don't want him to be gay either. But you know, hey, <laughs> that that answers why you remember him and Beth. When they were stuck together, that nothing ever happened. Although it seemed like they were. Well, that the fact that Beth was like fourteen years yeah, old. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always thought there were people shipping that online too, and I'm like, no, creepy. She's a little sister. No, yeah. Beth, Beth was a great character too. I have to. Man, there's so many over the years. Yeah, I miss lost, her. And Tyrese was awesome for a while, but I haven't been happy with how they've handled. Um, Carol is one of my favorite characters, but I was not happy how they handled her this season, this last season. I just thought the it was an important scene having her do the body count, obviously, but I think it was still too quick of a transition for her, um, especially in light of Carol's the kind of person that is a moral person, but she's able she's been able to put that aside and do what's necessary. Right. Um, and I just I, don't I just don't see her putting. Her morals, her you know, her morals, her lack of morals aside, in the middle of what was going on, to all right. of a sudden decide I can't kill anymore. I think she would have waited till the job was done and then decided to become a pacifist. That's just my little nitpick about it. But you know, I have a real hard time seeing them put her to the side after everything she's learned, after everything she's accomplished. I don't think you're going to put baby in the corner and get away with it. No, Not no, with she'll make Carol. It- they always make their ways back together, and if they're in the kingdom, the kingdom maybe, possibly in the comics, hooks back up with Alexandria and everyone. So, yeah, they'll be back together. The band will get back together, I have no doubt. Yeah. Uh, always whatever's does. left of the band. Um, 
And and my prediction, I, I think I put in our little poll here, Maggie, I think Daryl's a high likelihood um, just because it would be one of the more shocking ones. And, and yeah, I mean, we say that they would lose a lot of viewers and shit, but I think people are like me. It's like no matter how mad you get at the show, you can't stop. It's it's a pretty bad drug. Um, <laughs> and Daryl is not probably everyone's... You know, if you want to just look at Norman Reedus all day, you can go on the internet and Google his images till the cows come home, I'm sure. But, you know, um, or go watch Boondock Saints for, you know, a dozen times like I have. And not to watch Daryl Reedus necessarily, but Gunplay and Billy Connolly and nothing with Billy Connolly in it is is terrible. So, um, I don't know. I had someone say Boondock Saints sucks the other day and I almost had to fight him. That's... <laughs> my, little, my little tangent but I guess my official prediction would be Maggie because I think it'll be I don't really think they'll go there but I, I think it would be the most shocking choice it's I'm going to be pissed I'm going to be pissed if they go with Glenn um, it's and, Glenn and because of the shit they pulled and, and because it is him in the comics and this is this is a sequence where they really should throw the comic readers a total curveball because we've all been anticipating it. Right. I think if it's two people killed, it'll probably be Glenn and Abraham. If it's one, it'll probably be Maggie. So that's what I'm going to go with. God, I um, didn't even know it was... Um, oh, you said Glenn in the comic books. Yeah, that's yeah. who I'm expecting one uh, of them to be. Yeah, I think it's. I think if they only do one, it's Maggie. If they do two, it's maybe Glenn and Abraham. The one that would impact... Or maybe the- Glenn in a body part. The, the, the one that would it impact maybe, the yeah. group the least, I think, would be if they killed off Mullet Man. I mean, if you got to think about who would who would least impact the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, you, yeah, no, you kill him, that's like killing the dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you've got the, the family dynamics. You, you've got Abraham and, and, and Rick and Michonne. you got Mom and Dad, and you got the older brother, and you got, you know, you, if, you, if you figure out who you got there... Um, you know, and he, and he did give someone the instruction on how to make bullets, so he's no longer. Yeah, that's very good point, Mike. Is, you know, uh, it's like it's like when I uh, when I was watching The Force Awakens. Once uh, Han gave Chewie that that detonator, I'm like, oh, he's done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that was a big thing in my head, saying Eugene's got to be safe because he's the only one that knows how to make bullets. And then, yeah, as you said, he and that could be just a big red herring misdirection too to make people like us think that, well, shit, Eugene's done. Uh, another thing that kind of red flags Eugene is he's had a really good character arc yep. recently, and he's he's finally come into being a, you know, just a lying coward that surrounds himself with people that will protect him to being like, I can do this, I got this, I have to learn to do this. Well, his I always thought his skill was finding people who could protect him. It, it was, but it, now right. you know, we're... The characters obviously it's just just like killing off Doctor Blondie there on the railroad tracks. And he, he her character finally made a stand, and she caught an arrow to the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was kind of a heartbreaking one too. Does Does Tara she even know about that yet? Is a well-rounded I don't know. I don't think so. Like no, and... Tara doesn't even know about her death yet in the show. So that's, no, that's another does. thing we got to deal. with. Another heartbreaker we got to deal with. <laughs> and Tara's still wandering around with an orange soda in her backpack. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That was a heartbreaking one. Well, they they all wait. They did go back, and then Daryl went out again. So I should know. I probably only watched it a few days ago. <laughs> but I don't. I don't think she ever found out. No, you I know, don't think so either. I, no, I don't think she has here. yet. 
because of everything that happened. Yeah. Go ahead, Brian. Well, you had a, a good good question for us to ask. Well, yeah, I, I have a question here, but I also got a little bit of a left turn here. You know, there's two things that, that I'll throw out here. Number one, who is the character you didn't think you'd miss but you do? And in my case, it's Merle. I was going to – that's the but first fortunately, thing that But fortunately, head. we get him in Guardians of the Galaxy and, and – yeah. and, Guardians 2, which is the new... Oh, not today. not, not only that, Michael Rooker doing scenery. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my second question is, which has been your favorite character death? And for me, it's got to be Noah. The, oh, the revolving door? Yeah. The revolving door and him just getting torn apart from behind. Yeah. Uh, the everybody ate Chris moment. <laughs> that was horrible. That was yeah. horrible. That was a bad one. And poor Glenn had to. Yeah, poor Glenn had to watch. probably died just to relieve him of all the freaking trauma he's seen. Man, that that boy's been too close to a lot of major zombie kills. <laughs> yeah, he has. And yet, he's... the most affecting moment that's happened to Glenn in the entire series was in those last couple episodes when he killed those guys in their sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Up until yeah, that point, Glenn had never killed a live person. Yeah, that was an incredible scene, too. I was pissed at the writers for making him do that, too. And it was, like, so noble that he would, you know, take the Put bullet, the knife out of the so other to guy's say. Hand. Yeah, so he could remain innocent. But then but then the writers screwed, screwed the pooch, and they both had to gun down, like, a dozen people right after that. So it kind of lost its impact a little bit. Yeah. Not to me. Not that moment. That moment Th- that was, moment was, was yeah, perfect. so well done. So I, I almost say it's one of those perfect moments on TV where you get yeah. that and you get the right performance out of the actor and you, you're feeling all of what he's feeling right there. I, yeah. I just, it, it, you know, he, I, I'm, I know he didn't really get nominated for an Emmy or anything. I think he's gotten one nomination over the years from like the Saturn Awards or whatever. Yeah, but if there's anybody that I think deserves an Emmy, I think he's he's the one. Yeah, and that that kind of I mean, Game of Thrones gets him all the time. Yes, as far as genre shows, yeah, because it's a genre show. But they don't really recognize, and it pisses me off. Is the Marvel Netflix shows are full of Emmy winning performances? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. chock full of them. And this show is Fear the Walking Dead's got some impressive stuff going on from some of the characters. I don't know if it's quite that level yet, but. But yeah, stuff like that scene with Glenn, that's just like, you know, completely heart-wrenching stuff. And as I said, I just don't think the writers stuck the landing on that one. I think they they took away from it. That's just an opinion, but... Yeah, what, uh, what, what has Walking Dead gotten so far? They got nominated for, what, uh, makeup? Yeah, it's like an over-brainer. Uh, sound yeah. editing, <laughs> visual effects, stunt coordination, uh... I'm, I'm I'm looking down here for each year, and it's always the technical stuff. All That's, the stuff the genre stuff usually gets nominated for. Yeah. Right, right. You, you know, nothing nothing about the actors, nothing about the writers, nothing about the directors. Which is a shame, because I will put it, you know, I will posit that uh, it has got to be harder for an actor to give a compelling audience, or uh, audience, a performance... In a, you know, a fantastical world, you know, like these Marvel shows, you just see all these, and, and you know, a world full of zombies. How can you, you know, 
you can't method act that. <laughs> you, right? you can't you can't go find a tribe of zombies to hang out with <laughs> and learn their True. ways and you know, learn apocalypse survivor ways by you know researching it. It hasn't happened yet, so mm-hmm. they they have to dig deep into other stuff and and make it believable, and, and they do. Okay, yeah, well let's do. let's go back to that. What yeah. character do you miss the most, and what was your favorite character death? Oh. I guess I'll jump in. I'd probably miss Dale the most, too. Um, yeah. He was the best in kind of first, definitely the first, like, moral center, which we know that never ends well in this show. <laughs> um, Beth, I, I, I adored Beth. Uh, they never was able to do a lot with her character. She was a little one-dimensional at times, but, I mean, she was just, you know, how can you not love Beth? Uh and Tyrese, man, I don't know. He he had a good arc going there too, and I I think the the writers treated him badly after a while. Yeah, and I, one. <laughs> I thought of of the cast. He got the weakest death too. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. I just, mean, it was one of those stupidity deaths. That, well, the the thing is, is that is that the one promise that it was we out of character for him, for him is that we're going to amp it up with every death, every you know big character death. We're going to amp it up, and they have done that. Yeah. I mean, whenever you see someone, you know, that that's been a main character, Beth was just devastating. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, you get to to him, and all of a sudden he gets bit on the arm, and then just you know, in the car. Yeah. Beth was a little telegraphed, though. I wasn't completely happy with how they handled her death either. But. I think you still got claw marks on your arm from when Beth died, don't you? Probably, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I remember hearing, no, 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 but it was more like, no, no, that whole night for hours, even in her sleep. Yeah, me too. No. Just to give another show props, the biggest no, no, no moment I've ever had screaming at my TV was in the last uh, season of Orange is the New Black, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Sarah knows what I'm talking about. That's another one I sucked him into. Oh, I love that show. <laughs> but, um, who do you miss, Beth? You know, Mrs. Herschel. I, I miss Herschel, <laughs> yeah. and I do miss Glenn. He was the one you went to when you just needed to talk, and he had shit figured out before everyone else, especially when it came to the moral standing. You mean Dale? Dale. You're saying Glenn. Dale. Dale. Yeah, yeah I mean Dale, not Glenn. I'm sorry. I think one of the best scenes was watching Carl kill his mom, having to stand up and and say, I'll do it. I mean, if that doesn't make you, your kid grow up fast, I don't know what does yeah, or what will. Turn him into a complete basket case psychopath, but yeah, jury's still out on that, too. They, they could have gone more psycho with Carl, I and mean, they may still. Who knows? Um, Mike... Uh, Person you miss favorite kill? Probably Dale is the person I miss the most, just because you know he was always the voice of reason in the group, at least early on. And probably favorite kill was probably Noah, but you know what? Dale's death was very memorable too. Yeah, and I think it was it was long and drawn out. I think it was kind of the first one that surprised me. Right. So, Dale and let's go. I'll go with Dale and Dale. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I just didn't see that coming. I guess I didn't do my favorite kill. Um, 
My favorite kill was Glenn at the dumpster <laughs> when, he, when he should have fucking died. So that's I'm gonna that's it. That's what I'm going with because that would have been a brilliant way to end him. And if that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, that's how he should have died. <laughs> yeah, he should have gone that way. <laughs> Sarah, most justified death is Carol's husband. Oh yes. <laughs> there you go. Um. Oh, I can run up a whole list of justified deaths. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but the but the first one that like you had it coming was Carol's husband. I'm just sorry Carol couldn't have done it. Yeah, the first one that made me go no 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 was was watching Dale die. Um, I screamed at the TV for a while and I grabbed Scott's arm over when <laughs> Beth died. Um, Bob left his leg outside. Damn it! <laughs> oh yeah, tainted me. I forgot about Barbecue Bob. Yep, I, I missed the barbecue. He um, was just, he was too hopeful. He had to go. He was yeah. just annoying me with his But optimism. he died well. <laughs> he, he died well. That Absolutely. was That was a good death. Yeah. Yeah, most, the, the ickiest one was Noah in the in the revolving door. That's, that was, that was gross. That's uh, not quite up there with um, killing a zombie with your thumbs, but close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or look at the flowers. Um, that was my. That was that was definitely a come to Jesus moment right there because that had to be done. And uh, oh yeah, it did. And I think they had the perfect character do it. Uh, yeah. yeah. The only one that could probably. Yeah, the yeah. most senseless one was Lizzie's little sister. Yeah, yeah, a bit. So I mean, the yeah, most there's, there's been. Form is Sophie. And and Sophia, you, you yeah. always had that glimmer of hope that she was going to show up somewhere, and you didn't really that's expect her to so come out of that barn. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I agree with that. I kept w- looking for her to and pop when, out when, from around the car or around the tree. Right. And when Daryl went off her. looking for her, and yeah, yeah it was and yeah, this, this. that's that's when that's when the uh, when the show that, that's that's when the show had you is when Sophia come out of the barn. And you're like, oh, okay, so nobody's safe. There's, yeah, there yeah. is no hope. That was, that was like John Cleese's rule: there is no safe place. And why do you stop remembering? Why do you stop remembering? <laughs> why do you forgetting that there is no safe place? Yeah, yeah, that was when they're like, oh shit, they'll kill kids without hesitation in this. All right, <laughs> right. Exactly. Everybody's on the when when they when they made it look like Judith was uh, killed in the, the the baby chair, yeah, at the prison. You know, I it the, I lost my stomach there. It just it just yeah. fell down, and I, I I don't think I remember the rest of that episode. You know, honestly, I think that Brian... was the end. The no, we uh, it, I went back and watched it. If, if I remember right, the governor's off-screen death was uh, shortly after that, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everybody that, goes running and they zoom in on the baby seat that's just covered right. in blood. Right, no idea where where, where the where, where she's the at last kicker is. <clears throat> and and the other one that they did with Judith was her in the cooler. Yeah, and the wolf looking <laughs> at her. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is going to sound horrible, but I've always maintained that they should kill off Judith just because she's you know is the little, I know she represents hope for the future and all. And spoilers for, like, you know, uh, almost decade-old comic at this point, but she does die early on in the comics with Lori. She she gets gunned right down with her. And um, 
Yeah, so I, I didn't think that they wouldn't go there. Yeah, I'm almost Damn surprised it, they man. haven't. Yeah. I have not read them yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought Just, you read that far, at least. That's and, really and, and, you know, it's going to kill her every time someone <laughs> that she doesn't know die, dies. You know. Well, I can edit that out, so you can forget yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> You're so well, you know, Now, Kirkman, I got, he wrote the comics, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and he's guiding the show, so I wonder if it's interesting if... Like things that he didn't think worked in the comics. If he's changing it in the show to see if that works. Well, I'm betting he maybe yeah. came to you know the AMC executives and be like, "Can we kill a baby?" And they're like, "No, you can't kill a fucking baby." <laughs> <laughs> Up till eight years old is like your cutoff, okay? <laughs> yeah. I think one of the most awesome scenes is going back to the beginning when the helicopter fell through the roof. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah, that was awesome scene. Yeah, it was. The was that, was that Bob who caused that? Uh, caused the shelves to fall. Yeah, yeah, he was the yeah. one that. Yeah, that's another reason Bob. And that brought go. the water. Sure, Bob lived as long as. No, it wasn't Bob. That wasn't Bob. <laughs> no. Yeah, Bob was the one that caused the raining zombies in the one store kid. there. What's the, what the hell is his name? No, that was no, Bob. No, that, no, that was Bob. Yeah, he yeah, snuck a bottle and caused, you know, havoc. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he got Beth's latest squeeze killed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because she had that boyfriend, and the walkers got him, That's and she's like, long. oh, well. And yeah, well. <laughs> she moved on awful quick. <laughs> oh, she Who really knows? wanted her some Daryl, but that's just an opinion. I could be no, wrong. No, I agree. I think you're right. <laughs> that's what I keep saying. The way that their relationship was, and she was getting close to Daryl, I really thought I'd seen them maybe not him but her cozying up to Daryl. Yeah. yeah, well that was been that's established. called a child that's called a girl. Yeah, I'll do with the research at that point to how old Beth was. Yeah, well, a girl's yeah. crush, exactly. Just that's, that's a girl's crush. Just a well, has, girl's crush. As has been established, every hetero woman in the world wants Daryl, so why wouldn't she, right? So. <laughs> Well, it's just the way she played it. I didn't. It wasn't like a big brother on her part. Man, no, it was it was. years, and we still want him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Ugh. Crazy, crazy. You know, I got well, as, as the old rules of conduct no longer apply. Yeah. <laughs> Now, At least we... Daryl keeps his hair a lot I, I don't think we need to than, go back uh, to to grown men dating fourteen year olds, though. I don't. I don't no, think I'm just civilization needs to devolve that much. Daryl keeps his hair a lot cleaner than uh, our guy in Fear. <laughs> Nick. Oh my god. Nick. Oh my gosh! At least he's you been showering since he got with Luciana. He, he's not stupid. Ugh. Well, no one in the main show commits to the Walker guts like Nick does. Yes, this is nope. true. <laughs> nope. But when he's with Luis, uh, Luciana, he forgets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now, did, did we get everybody on those two questions? I think so. I think we did. Okay. I, I actually I wanted to make a comment because you, you guys had said something earlier. And I'll tell you, there are characters on the show that I did not like. Andrea was one of them. But Lori was one that I really could not stand from the very, very beginning. And yeah. even in the opening credit segment, when you see that picture of Lori, and the thing is, you know, since then she's been on the show. She's on, shouldn't she on Strain or wasn't she on the Strain? No, or, she's or, not been or, on the Strain. She was on um, some futuristic show. Yeah. But, um, but she's been on other things. And, and the thing is, is that the way that she prepared her character 
in The Walking Dead from even the pictures is that you saw that that quiet desperation that showed that she was a woman that had so many things going on in her head that had nothing to do with her family or Rick or anything. That she was a a bag full of crazy on her own. Mm-hmm. And that seeing her in other things, I see a really faceted actress that's that's capable of doing a lot because I like her in, her in the other things that I've seen her in. I think you got to blame it on the writers, and we're just not giving her. No, no, no. She she put together her character in a way. I mean, it, it, the picture is, I think, so telling because the picture gives you that look on her that just says there's something not right. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that from just sitting there thinking, okay, my character's going to do this, that. The, the, the people that put the show together have to give you enough background for you know to take that picture that way. It's... I mean, it's. I think it's one of the more uh, beautiful aspects of the show that that they had everything on the characters from built from the ground up from the very first episode. You know, you you watch a lot of TV shows, and the, who the character is in the first episode isn't as well developed as the way The Walking Dead was from day one. Right. It's also the mark of pretty of a wonderful acting. Um, the, all the, all the actors that they've got. Yeah. They they all. They all grab their character and and know where they're going and what they're doing, even if they're not familiar with the characters or or, or comic book readers or or shipped over from England just to try out, like they did with oh, the guy with the sticks. Yeah, well, um, Morgan. Morgan, yeah, Morgan. Mm-hmm. They they shipped him in underneath a false name and stuck him in a hotel and then started filming his scenes in secret. And he really didn't know what was going on. He just had the yeah. history of his character. And and I think that they've they've been able to get fabulous actors, and and they've all embraced their characters, and and the, it, it's a mark that you can hate that character as Laurie, but absolutely adore what that actress does in something else. That right. that is the mark of, of of a very professional, a very good actress. I was and, never and, a Laurie. I was and, never a Laurie. <laughs> Go ahead, Beth. And, um, and the fact that we all, ninety percent of the people hated Andrea, but she, she had, she was a very good actress, and I've seen her in some other things, and and I, you know, it's 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 just it's um, night and day. As to, I was just never a Laurie or Andrea hater to that to the extent a lot of people were, just because I think that's their characters were written so we would end up hating them right. to an extent, and I think that's yeah. a testament to the acting ability. Shane's ahead, a good Beth. example of that because yeah, yeah. Shane is now on uh, Deadpool, uh, not Deadpool. Um, Punisher. 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 Yeah, yeah, he's the Punisher, and I just absolutely adore him in that. I think he's perfect for the part. He yeah. plays it well, and I can't wait to see him in his own TV show. Lori was be looking in, forward to it. Lori was in one of the worst scenes of the the series ever, though, in, in the car crash that should have never happened. The car crash on an empty road that she had, which is just almost laugh out loud funny when it happened. Well, it's no uh, different than uh, how what's his face died uh, on uh, fear. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least he had something. I mean, didn't she just like literally kind of just go off the road for no reason? I don't know. Maybe she yeah. fell asleep. Uh, Sarah's got to get out of here very very soon, so. Um, give us a little wrap up. You gave us your prediction for Sunday, didn't you? Glenn. Glenn, okay. 
And uh, any final thoughts? I mean, you, you, you claim you're going to be here to, to help get me through it Sunday night, and uh, and we're all going to be recording <laughs> soon afterwards, hopefully. Um, I will bring the Kleenex we'll and the Xanax, the and we'll be good. <laughs> we'll do the group therapy thing. And... You know, so, I, uh, I, I noticed before we stop, I, know, I noticed something kind of funny here, and it's about Andrew Lincoln. Uh, Do you ever see the movie Love Actually? No, uh-huh. actually. <laughs> Love Actually is the first thing that we ever saw Andrew Lincoln and that we that, that he was recognizable. And mm-hmm. he had a, a pretty good character arc in there where he had a, a secret love for Kira Knightley. And at the very end of the movie, they've got a scene where he is standing outside her doorstep and she is uh, uh, just recently married to Shuatel Ajafor's character. And he's out there and he's got the, he's playing Christmas carols. So it's like there's carolers outside singing. And he's basically doing these uh, cards in excess style where he's basically oh, okay. he's saying, you know, I, I you know what, my, my uh, sad heart will love you forever. Which, I'm Un- sorry. Classic rock DJ nerd. That was originally Bob Dylan that did that. But Shut up, Scott. Uh, sorry. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is that, you know, he's sitting there and he's doing these cards and he goes, and, I, and my sad heart will love you until you look like this and he shows her a picture and it looks like a walker. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was made in 2003. Hmm. <laughs> so, Prophetic. I, awesome. I don't know why anybody hasn't put that together with some other yeah. videos, but yeah. it, I, I found that really hilarious. I don't know if there's a lot of crossover crowd other than you with the <laughs> Walking Dead and Love Actually uh, thing, but <laughs> I'm kidding. Sarah, we got to let you go. We don't have to stop you other three, oh. by the way. Um, but she has to go attend to the Overlook and its spirits and people who ask about the waterfalls. <laughs> so. Okay, Sarah, well, I guess we'll see you Sunday, right? Yes, Someone, ma'am. Where should we wrap up here? Let me uh, just state, we, we put a little poll up on the Tutu Freaks page earlier today to, to see everyone else's <laughs> predictions about Sunday. Apparently, we're the only four people left watching The Walking Dead. Um <laughs> But I want to give props to the, the couple people that did vote. Um, we had, looks like, two votes for Glenn, which was uh, other than us that have expressed that here. Uh, Aaron Henley and a Joshua, where are we here? Click, come on, Internet. Uh, Joshua Pearsons. Oh, and Matthew Keller, a good friend of mine from the area, who I've been trying to drag onto a podcast, and I will one of these days. Uh, for Maggie, we've got... Two votes, one of which is me and one of which is Mike Sumo, so never mind. <laughs> Our good friend Andy Capellish, who did the wonderful art for my weekly Heroics podcast uh, photo, um, originally voted for all eight of Santa's freaking reindeer. He missed Rudolph, though, so, you know, demerits to him on that one. Um, so uh, I, I laughed about it and, and called him a mischievous bastard online and he erased him and I'm like you didn't have to do that I'm going to talk about it anyway I really like, uh, I like the pictures he's been putting on this, his uh, profile lately he's a fun guy I yeah. call him every now and then and we just shoot the shit for hours <laughs> I like Andy a lot uh, but he changed his vote to Rick, Daryl, and Kylo Ren so we're giving you props there Andy <laughs> And, oh, and Matthew Keller actually said Glenry and Sergeant Abraham Ford, he thinks, is going to go. Mm. So there's our poll. Thanks again for all your participation, Two True Freaks. No one said uh, Michonne or Eugene or Aaron or Rosita I don't think, or you know, I don't think they even saw it. The poll came up, and it was like, reading comprehension is important, kids. 
Um, because it, like, ended at R- it like rend- ended at Rick, and then it said, you know, seven more options below, but you actually had to click on it to see them. Yeah, but, you know, the it's, rest were- <laughs> it's funny. No, nobody here has put Michonne on the table at all as someone that could have been the, the victim there. No, I, it's not conceivable that no, I have she's my the reasons. only black woman on. I don't even think it's that. I have other reasons from stuff I know about in the comics that I won't say, and I, that's why I think her and Rick are safe because I think they're supposed to be a power couple for a while. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they. I don't, definitely don't think it's going to be Rick. I, I I think Negan. My thought that it's not going to be Rick is that I thought Negan pretty much stated that. Um, when he was kind of teasing people. Maybe not. I may just be flashing back to the comic scene. I got the feeling that Negan wanted to... wanted Rick to... to, He wanted to break Rick by... He wanted Rick to live with the death that's going to happen. And that it was more effective than killing the leader to make the leader realize he was powerless. I think that was... I think that's his main motivation as far as whether he does Rick or not. I said I'm still not to sound like a horrible person, but I'd I'd be all about them killing off Rick because I think it would be such a bold move, almost bolder than you know Daryl. Yeah. So, uh, Rick is the hero. He is the the main protagonist, even though this is an ensemble show. But he is he's the point of view character essentially. Right. So I mean, except when they break up and do other things, but I mean, for ninety percent of the show, he's been the point of view character. So to take that away is is really jarring, um, but then again, that's that's the twist. Maybe they'll they'll throw at us to to keep it interesting. But. That's what I. That's think one of the things about this do. show that annoyed that did annoy me during the binge watch. The uh, especially in season four, the three episodes of what the governor did last summer. Yeah, that I wasn't a big fan of that one either. Yeah. It's like who cares at this point? <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's sometimes good to have, like, your villain's backstory, and then there's sometimes it's good just to have him be a generic, one-dimensional friggin' bad guy, you know? Yeah. Right. And, and I think the governor, I don't think... I, I guess that was maybe an attempt to humanize him, but I, I don't think you want to humanize the governor. I don't think you want to humanize Negan too much. I, I, I think I read in the comics that they're going to go back and, and... Or maybe they already have, even, and done, like, a Negan... Flashbacks yeah. and backstory. I'm not sure that's a great idea. I mean, I guess it, it makes more sense in the comic, but I don't think it's always necessary. In well, I in think the with, show. like in the show, what the, they wanted to do with the governor to basically show how he got from the end of season three to lurking about at the prison, which is fine. But did it have to be three episodes in a row? Yeah, yeah. it kind of bored the shit out of me to be honest with you. And, it, and they and they did it and they did it again in season six. You know. Yeah, and I think we got. Tara from that. I mean, we got we her, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, we did. That was about it. Um, we got another child killing, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> but, I don't know, guys. Um, I don't think I'm ready. It's been, they, they make us wait too long for these things, but it, it's going to be, it's going to be harsh. Uh, I, I'm just, morbid curiosity to see how they do the special effects on this? Because if they if they actually show us the whole mess, man, that's that's some serious makeup and or CGI happening there. <laughs> I have regardless a of what they do, though, they are amazing at their job. Um, oh yeah, uh, I, I actually what's have the a gentleman's name who does it. Uh, Nick 
Nick Cotero. Oh my yeah. gosh, He's he the best. He <laughs> is the best. And props to him for making this show more believable because of what he does. Seriously, they should pay him more. Oh, yeah. and the the <laughs> actors always rave about him because you know that he provides so many practical effects that they actually you know have something to act with. You know, and that's always important. Go ahead, Brian. No, I just um. Golly, you guys got me so off track. No, the the one prediction I have for the this first episode, and I think I may have mentioned this before on the Fear the Walking Dead cast, was that the first episode is only is not going to show us that death until the very end of the episode. There, I'll burn. So I'll break something. No, 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 no. You, yeah, he you did say that to me a few days ago, and I am is, just like, I don't think they'll do that because they've already got so many people pissed off. Right, yeah. right. But the thing is, if they kill, <coughs> let let's just say that for the sake of conversation, it's Glenn, it's Daryl, it's Michonne, it's somebody big, Maggie. Mm-hmm. The audience is going to be so shocked into submission. That it's going to take the entire episode for them to calm down and then go, wait, what happened? What, wait, wait, what about the rest of the episode? <laughs> they're not going to see the rest of the episode because they're going to be seeing blood. Yeah. No, I can see where they they might pull, and they potentially could. They've got others. And they know, could the Dangling out. threads out there. they got they, Morgan and Carol. they got uh, Tara and... Uh, who the hell was Tara traveling with? Oh, she was off with somebody. Uh, Dw- no, not Dwight. The... Um, New guy with the dreadlocks there. Jesus? Oh, well. Oh, no. No, no I know who you're talking about. What's that guy's name? Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I, know it. I should know it because he's huge in the comics, too, but it's just escaping me right now. Well, you know, the people at Alexandria should have learned, don't talk to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was he's, definitely the lighter side of last season. Yeah, and uh, he's he's a great character in the in the coming comics too. But uh, see if they throw us a. I, I was watching the recap of it, not the recap, but like the pre-show Talking Dead that they did in August. You know, and they were talking about uh, Jesus, and that one of the guests made a comment that he had possibly deceived, or he, he had told them something to the effect of that Negan only had like twenty men or something. But I think maybe he was talking about the compound they were yeah. they were going to attack. But it almost sounded like she thought he was deceiving Rick's crew about how powerful Negan's group actually was. You know that he might have known how powerful they was and they were, and uh, he was kind of sending them into to be slaughtered. But I don't know. We shall see. We shall see very soon. And um, I'm gonna try to get this out in the next day or so. So you know the scene that I would have liked to have seen would be a scene with Jesus and that lone wolf that, uh, yeah. you know, I, again, he's on Gotham now as the Mad Hatter and he's, uh, really? definitely, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's definitely channeling, uh, that, that inner wolf. He's very mesmerizing on the show, which is funny because he hypnotizes everybody. Uh, but, uh, I would have liked to have seen Jesus and that guy get stuck, locked in a room together. That would have been, um, a, a good episode. <laughs> I think Jesus would have just beaten him unconscious within minutes, probably. <laughs> It'd be awesome to see Ezekiel and Jesus be in the same room. So where are your wings, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ezekiel's going to be fun, man. I, I kind of can't believe they're 
they're going there, and he looks larger than life, just like he does in the comics. There's been a couple characters, I mean, it's a very grounded show, very real characters, but there's been a couple that they've allowed themselves to go more comic booky with. Abraham, obviously. Mm. Um, and I, I think Ezekiel's going to be that way, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Merle, I mean, but Merle's not even in the comics, but... Uh, yeah, Ezekiel's going to be a big character, you know, any... any guy that rocks a tiger by his side is right. larger than life anyway. So. Right. <laughs> That's going to be some fun stuff. If they follow the comics, there's a lot to stuff into this, this season, and um, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I said we've already got a, a green light on season eight, yep. so yeah, I expect I'm lots so of good excited. stuff. I still have to, I will publicly lament once again about your, I love your theories, Beth, but I, I, I just... Manage your expectations, because I now, don't think they'll... hold on just a minute, because <laughs> the last time we were talking, you totally said, basically, that my theory was not going to hold true. And I disagree with you. It doesn't mean just because this dude lied in Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm saying they'll never give us that answer. Kirkman has been yes, very adamant. Yes, he's been adamant about that it. He, but he knows how it ends, he knows how it started, and he's not going to tell us either of them. Yes, but let's <laughs> just say this. Because he's a dick this. that way. <laughs> he, he's always maintained that there is, well, how does he say, there's never going to be... Um, he's never going to tell us the truth as to what happens for a cure or anything like that, right? But I yeah. think that that's just like he does all the time, a misdirect. Well, then if, if I mean, if, if he never intends on in doing it, then we have a plot hole, yeah. and that's dealing with Rick's hand. Yeah, yeah. Because, it, it, you know, basically in the RV there, he it, was it a walker got him on the hand or... I, I'm, oh no! The governor chopped it off. No, 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 no! I'm talking in. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. When he possibly got, yeah, hurt. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. But nothing ever came of that, and he never <laughs> got sick. Yeah, he could have. We, we don't know. It was a walker. He could have sliced himself on something. Uh, yeah, no, I said I, I am a big fan the, of that. The question I had about Rick is, even in the first episode, how the hell did he last so long in that coma? Without food or being fed? Food, water, electricity in the hospital? They had the jumbo hungry okay. man size. We saw we saw the same thing in 28 days later. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you, you know, you know. a friend of mine said, it's a show about zombies and that's what's giving you trouble? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, don't, I mean, we don't really know the time frame it was when, uh, like how long he was in the coma, no one was really no, around to even tell when, him that. What's so. his name went to go visit him? We don't know how long it had been. We don't know if it was oh, right. three days, a week. Shane. Yeah, right. Shane. We don't we don't really know how long it was and that if he didn't put four or five bags attached to each other to feed him intravenously, yeah. we don't really know any of that. Well, yeah, then. It was at least long enough for Lori to get over it and start scrogging her yeah. husband's best friend, but All <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> But, yeah. Time's accelerated in the apocalypse. You get lonely quicker. It's the end of Things the world. Seem desperate. You yeah, they were already seeing each other before any of that shit happened, and they made that very clear in the first season. They were already seeing each other. Mike, she was trying that. to call Judge's it ruling? off. Mike, judges ruling. You just watched it, right? Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. But was 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 that the girl Shane was talking about in the car in the first episode? Uh. Well, see, he was saying that 
he had been seeing a married woman or something like that, and it was Lori the whole time. Uh, they were seeing each other behind Rick's back already. You know that but never dawned on me. He, when he got shot, no, me either, me either. When he got <laughs> shot, it gave he felt extremely guilty because he's already been with her. But then he's like, okay, well now's really my chance because he had an opportunity to. You know, sleep with her in the tent, and how it would be if he really wasn't around. Yeah. And so, why really give a shit to get him out of there? He just said he was dead, and he thought he really was gonna die. So he he blocked the room just enough where anyone could have got in. Really, he was just lucky. Hmm. All right, I'm gonna have to go back Thanks and that make you go <laughs> watch that. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, I read some article today that was speculating about, you know, uh, still the uh, the father of Judith. Will we, will we ever find out who Judas's Judith's real father <laughs> is? And, How would we? Yeah, it's like you know, yeah, Maury Povich ain't around to do the paternity test, and right they're now. both dead. Think, so what does it matter? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think right? it's really, really anyone cares at this point. It's a baby in the apocalypse. You got to protect it. Um, no matter what, it's Carl's brother or sister. We know that. Yeah, yeah, that's all that matters. He'll take care of his little little sister. That's right. Everyone else falls. It'll be Carl and Judith. It'll be like you know, the lone wolf and cub. Carl and Judith in the uh, in the apocalypse <laughs> with samurai swords. He'll have Michonne's sword, and it'll just be him and Judith. I'm all for that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I love Michonne's character so much. You know that. If they were to get rid of her, and she was one of the ones that she did have, they did happen to kill. Going back to Brian's question from earlier, and I don't think anyone would have that. I mean, there would be so many people pissed, not only because she's the only black woman on there, but because she's really strong character, badass woman. I mean, that's why she's on my shelf. I have what yeah. maybe, I don't know, maybe four or five of her alone really huge um, uh, action figures with her walking around with the zombies. No mm-hmm. arms. Mouth chopped off at the bottom. Yeah, yeah the yeah, mouth that... gone. Yeah, and that's because I, I believe in her character that way. She's just a badass. Yeah, yeah. I don't ever want to see her go either. You know, that's... <laughs> she is the person most. I found a timeline for, online. She's pretty okay. If cool. this thing can be trusted, from the Walking Dead Wikia page, she... command functions are offline. Hello. We lost him. Oh, Mike. No. Mike. <laughs> no, 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 no. We were doing so well. Oh, he must have had an interruption or something. What a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> well, we've, we've lost you to the zombie apocalypse now. Serotonin and Mike Zumo have uh, left the building. I, I'd like to take this moment um, to say, you know, anybody that's in Texas right now, because you're going to get this out pretty quick, aren't you? Yeah, hopefully by Friday. Uh, yeah. Anybody in the Austin area, Robert Rodriguez is getting ready to start filming Alita Battle Angel, you know, the James Cameron oh project. Oh, God, yeah. And they are seeking extras. They're looking for extras, but you've got to be available from October through February. Sweet. Uh, so if you're in the Austin area, they're they're looking for extras. I think you can. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this right now, trying to see what you, what you got to do. You've got to email. Um, uh, yeah, it's 
you email thirdcoastextras at gmail.com with the subject line punk rocker. That's one of the things they're looking for, but there's other extras. Rodriguez Extra. Uh, so thirdcoastextras at gmail.com with the subject line Rodriguez Extra or punk rocker because that's one they're looking for. The punk sure. rockers should be male, any ethnicity, ranged 20 to 40 years old. So that gives a lot of a lot of room there. Uh, for mm-hmm. other extras, they're looking for men, women, all different you know shapes and sizes. Uh, could be one day or several days, depending on the look or needed for the specific scene. But uh, that's that should be a fun one. It's based on uh, some some Japanese anime, and it's something that Cameron had been wanting to do for years, but he couldn't. Yeah, but she probably would have gotten too quicker if he wasn't trying to make four more freaking Avatar sequels. <laughs> God, I love that movie though. It was all right, but I don't think it warranted like I the like, three sequels he wants to make. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, we in like. I like watching that. Yeah, I like having that on the the 4K Ultra TV because That's it right. just ju- it jumps right out of the TV mm-hmm. at you. It's it gorgeous. So gorgeous. Anyway, we're trying to get Mike. Mike's router went out. Apparently, he's been attacked by walkers, and oh, uh, I think man. he's answering me on his phone. So I don't know if we'll get him back or not. Oh my God! Um, tell him to type what he was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was, yeah, hold on. Don't leave me hanging. I, I do want to give an update on our poll. We have a late voter on our poll. Dario Gonzalez uh, says Glenn, no doubt, is going to be our victim Sunday night. So, so another one for Glenn, uh, which I really hope they don't do. Uh, isn't it sad? I just. Such a horrible person that I, I I hope that they kill Maggie and an unborn baby instead of Glenn. That's just I'm an awful I, awful. I person. don't see them doing that. I see them killing Glenn and Rick. You know. <laughs> He's bad. And, and due to that reason, Maggie losing her baby. All right. Well, we you've had us on pins and needles, Mike. What were you going to say about the timeline? <laughs> If that if what's on that timeline can be trusted, Rick Shane visited Rick on day fourteen after the outbreak, and Rick woke up on day fifty nine. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh so, yeah, so that's a good so, month. So, yeah. All right. Cool. Um, we'll still never know who Judas' real dad is, but who cares? I, I guess uh, my router didn't <laughs> like that information. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah the, the Walking Dead police thought you were going to reveal something they didn't want, and they shut us down. <laughs> I read another article today about like the ridiculous security measures they have. You know, they they like literally have body doubles as some of the, you know, or the the stunt doubles probably you know posing as some of the the actors occasionally walking in certain places in case people are you know are photographing them and shit. To, to try to find out things it's right. nuts it's like which once again I'll state could have been avoided if we didn't do the whole cliffhanger thing <laughs> but it yeah, happened you don't we got to deal with it but that's what makes this show what it is today i still maintain it was a bad call and i think all the bad feedback they got from it, it vindicates my opinion on that cuz there are a lot of pissed off people and it's the kind of thing you pull if you Need to get viewers back for your show next season. Maybe yeah, you're struggling a little bit. This, this show this doesn't is the first need time. that. This is the first time, right? Every, but they did something else, like that. Yeah. They kind of wrapped up the story they were telling 
this whole season was kind of like, you know, misdirection and, and little teases and, and fake deaths, and it just really left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, yeah Terminus I, I mean, I, I, I hate to say this, but it's almost like this was the season that jumped the shark. A little bit. It could have been. And, and Glenn, Glenn, the, the Glenn storyline. It ran out to a dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's, you know, that's. Uh, I think they were saving it all for this season. Mm. Well, so that way they can move on with the storyline. They just and needed to no. put something on the air for now to hold us over until we got to this season. Because they had been planning this for a while. This is, this is. The reward for those who kept watching. It's, and, uh, especially for people that don't know the comics, a character like Negan, I think you want to end the season with him, with the reveal. And then instead of guessing who it is for a year, you're, you're, you're more wondering about this guy Negan. You know, now everyone's just focused on who dies. Nobody's thinking about... Right. Yeah. You know, if they had... Negan killed the guy on screen at the end of the season, last season... People will be like, what the hell is going on here? You know, who is this Negan guy? What is he going to pull after this? If this is our introduction to him, right. what what's coming after this? And how yeah, how the, long I, is Negan going to be around here? No, yeah, I just think it would have been so much more effective. The to, idea to of Negan was they had already slammed it home by saying that everyone was Negan. So we didn't have to care who he really was, truthfully. That's why I think it would have been just more effective. Then, then that's where you end it. That's where you end it. You don't even introduce him in this season. You leave it with everyone being Negan. Like, okay, maybe Negan's just this mythical "I am Spartacus" thing. Right. That everyone is Negan, and 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 they're just it's a misdirection. And then you don't even know if you haven't read the comics. You don't even know if he's a real freaking guy or not. Yeah, but that's so why they that leave would it have to been a end. great cliffhanger. That would have been a great cliffhanger. I think to to not even show him to to have this mystery of him and then have him show up first thing and then you because it's just going to be the same goddamn scene but with the murder and that that just bugs me it just bugs me my (laughs) rant is off i don't know shall we wrap this up kids we're about oh yeah two and a half hours i suppose yeah it's it's longer than the actual episode (laughs) is gonna be Once again, you can still email us, which no one has yet, at weeklyheroics.com. No, weeklyheroics at yahoo.com. That at yahoo.com is important. And uh, just, you know, Fear the Walking Dead and the subject line or zombies or whatever. Um, And we are going to be doing some kind of recording sometime after the next episode, the first episode of Season 7. Uh, airs and so we'll all be just weeping and sobbing and it should be a blast to listen to our pain <laughs> and I will say this if you since if you didn't get a chance to participate in our poll which a lot of people didn't it's still I am yeah. saying now people let us know what your predictions are before we air again and we will start listing people and what they said against what really happened that night. And then we'll send all the winners a no prize. Absolutely. <laughs> a no prize, much, baby. A much coveted no prize. <laughs> yes. Signed by Stan Lee himself. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> Listen up, true believers. Excelsior. <laughs> and we are going to be continuing to do a weekly show. Hopefully Beth and Brian can still join me for that. 
and covering um, the regular Walking Dead from now on as well. So I'm looking I forward can't to that. Wait. It gives me an excuse to keep watching it, like I needed one. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it now will prevent me from dropping away. a show there that I, I do ultimately love, and yeah, I need to see where it goes. Even though the, as popular it is, as it is, the show will probably outlive me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it for another Fear the Walking Dead cast, kids. We will have another one for you next week, so stay tuned, and bye now. You've been listening to Fear the Walking Dead cast on the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. Fear the Walking Dead cast is produced by Scott McGregor and Beth and Brian Hughes. Email us at weeklyheroics at yahoo.com. Don't forget, if you shop Amazon, please make your purchases from our main webpage at twotruefreaks.com. Hello there. Do you like geeky stuff? Well, I hope so, as you're listening to a podcast about it. Tell me, do you feel as I do that the geek culture has gotten so polarizing that what you enjoy just isn't as much fun as it used to be? Are you tired of being called a fanatic or traitor for simply liking or disliking something? Do you wish that there could just be an in-between area where all geeks could hang out and talk about what we love and why we loved it in the first place? Do you wish that there could be a place on the internet that actually brings some positivity back to geekdom? Well, if you agree, then please check out Tangents Abound. Tangents Abound is a show that covers all aspects of geek culture, from comic books, movies, TV, video games, anime, everything and anything is on the table. Because this is a positive and passionate place where you can hear a total stranger talk about what he loves and why he loves it and maybe make a fool out of himself from time to time. (laughs) Come with me. It's time for us to return to the simpler days of geekdom. And maybe, just maybe, remember why we loved what we love in the first place. Tangents Abound can be found at tangentsabound.lipson.com or on iTunes. Also cry. Strong men also cry.